What a weekend to be a Hoosier. The football team gets its quarterback of the future. The basketball teams keep on rolling. We're going to talk about it all today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Hoosiers. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rude. Want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. LinkedIn Jobs can help you guys find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Busy weekend. We're going to touch on it all uh, from the football field to the basketball courts, but we have to start with Taven Jackson committing to the Hoosiers on Sunday morning. Obviously the brother of Trace Jackson Davis, who was at the game on Saturday, the, the men's basketball game, sitting front row, Tom Allen on one side, offensive coordinator Walt Bell on the other it certainly felt like there was a very strong possibility of it happening. Uh, the Locked On Volunteers host messaged me as such when the decision uh, uh, came out on Sunday that there was no surprise on their end. Once he entered the transfer portal and immediately scheduled a visit to Indiana, that felt like I felt like Indiana had a really good shot at that one. The fans chanted his name at the game. He spoke to the Indy Star uh, after making his decision, and, and that played a role. Uh, quote, that was pretty surreal. It was crazy. I just kept looking over to my dad, and he had a big smile on his face because I, I was here when Romeo Lankford was getting recruited, and they were chanting his name. As a little kid, I thought that was like the greatest thing ever. It was really surreal and really cool. Hats off to the... IU student section, the IU fans for recognizing that he was there, chanting that they wanted him. That plays a role. That's uh, that's noteworthy. I mean, Taven's certainly been to a, a lot of games and seen his brother play a lot of times and seen the fans chant his name. You, I mean, it's not a shock that he wanted to hear his name chanted. So cool moment for him. He also just talked about his decision, quote, just the culture that Tom Allen has in the locker room and on the field and around the players, the atmosphere of the fans. And it's just a loving environment. I'd love to go to work and go, uh, go to battle for a coach like that. Just the relationship I have with coach Allen through the years. I just felt like it was the right spot for me. Coach Bell is a great offensive coordinator. I'm excited to see what he has in his facility and what he can use to bring this offense into a top 10 offense in the country. So I'm excited. I think that's the goal. The goal is to win the big 10 championship. That's always going to be the goal. Let's get it. This is, this is fun. This is exciting. Taven was obviously a former top 200 recruit, a top 15 quarterback in the nation last season. He committed to Tennessee, which may be a little surprising, I was a little surprised. I thought IU had a pretty good shot at it. I He immediately entered the transfer portal and took another go at it. He has four years of eligibility left. Alan True of 247 Sports gave this kind of rundown of him heading into Tennessee. He didn't do a lot last season, so this is really all we have to kind of base it on. Quote, he's an athletic passer 
good physical traits, uh, has height in the body to fill in, a multi-sport athlete, and does athletic tasks fluidly and easily on the field. Mobile and elusive in the pocket, can take off and make plays with his feet, Get rid of, gets rid of the ball quickly, does not try to hold on to it for too long, uh, didn't throw high volume of passes in high school, um, must continue to polish pure passing skills and mechanics, may need a year or two in college, but has a high ceiling. The fact is, this is the quarterback of the future for Indiana. We talked a lot about how long it took Indiana to find someone. Perhaps... Tom Allen knew that Taven was really considering things. Uh, it was starting to leak out a little bit at the end of last week that things might be happening. Maybe he was given an indication from someone. Maybe that's why they were waiting so much because he, from the sounds of it, they really weren't recruiting anybody that hard. So maybe he had this idea and was banking on that. I don't know, but the fact is Taven's here. You're going to pair him with Jalen Lucas in the backfield. And that sounds like an exciting start to a team. IU wants a dual threat quarterback. That's what Taven is. Ability to run the ball. Ability to pass the ball. You have two very exciting players in that backfield now. You assume he'll start next season. I know it said he may need a year or two in college. With the way that Indiana's quarterback room is right now, um... I I don't know who else would be in the starting spot. And the problem is it would be hard to bring in somebody and then have them immediately go into a quarterback competition. We even we saw with Bazelak last year that kind of happened. He came in, he was in a quarterback competition, but he won it. I have to imagine he was given some indication that if you come here, you're going to have the, the, like, head start basically in this quarterback competition. I don't know that it makes sense to do that with Taven. I think you kind of put him out there and let him take some lumps. And if that's what your mindset is, you're not going to have somebody transfer in to be a backup at Indiana university. People leave as the backup at Indiana university to go start somewhere else. Jack Tuttle, Connor Bazak literally did that this season. So this might be it, but that's certainly not a bad thing. Taven, Jalen Lucas, Donovan McCauley, a really talented receiving core. You have a lot of things to be excited about when it comes to this Indiana team, which is more than we could say for most of this season. There wasn't anything to be excited about. I also want to touch, and we've criticized Tom Allen. He's taken a lot of criticism elsewhere. It's noteworthy that he still seems to be connecting with the players, with the culture he's built. Taven literally referenced that just the culture that Tom hat Tom Allen has in the locker room and on the field and around the players. I'd love to go to work and go to battle for a coach like that. It might be wearing on fans. Maybe it is wearing on some players, but the fact is it's still connecting with a lot of players. It's bringing them in here and we'll see. There's a lot of potential for what this transfer class could be. You'll need to realize that potential, which IU hasn't done a great job of doing with other recruits. But like I said, there's reasons to be excited. There were not many reasons to be excited last season, especially as IU got on that big losing streak. Dexter Williams was the only reason for excitement. 
And when he went down, it was about as doom and gloom as it gets. So to have that excitement kind of injected back into the team, it's fun. It's awesome. I'm ready to, I'll be ready to talk football again once, uh, once that comes around, but we have a lot of basketball to get to before that. The men's team is right back on track. It seems they still have to to prove themselves a bit, but boy, that game on Saturday looked exactly like we thought this Hoosier team would look like. We're going to talk about it, what the big differences were in that ball game. Before we do that, sponsor of today's episode is LinkedIn. As small business or as a small business owner or hiring manager, you know that success in 2023 all depends on the team members you surround yourself with. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can hire qualified candidates more efficiently and uh, you can match them with your open roles with the people who have skills to do it. Basically, they have screening questions so that you're not wasting your time looking at people who aren't qualified for the position you need. It's It's a simple step. It's a simple process, but it helps you because... As I said, small business owners, every hire is a risk. So you need to make sure you have the right person. LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. They help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Big thanks to you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. Make sure you check out the brand new Locked On College Basketball podcast. Everything you need to know about college basketball in one place. Plus hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked On College Basketball available on YouTube or wherever you guys listen to podcasts. Be sure you are subscribed to us on YouTube. We're recording this live Sunday. After the women's basketball game, I, like I've said many times, I wanna, I'm want to. i going to be regularly doing that. There are two games this week, Wednesday and Thursday. We're going to go live after each of those. Make sure you guys are subscribed on YouTube, following us on Twitter so that you do not miss out. You can join in on this conversation. Let's talk about basketball. Uh, the men's basketball team, specifically against Wisconsin, after a three-game losing streak where they hit rock bottom for certain. And we said as much last week after that Penn state game, that was rock bottom. Eventually at some point we thought they were going to have to respond. The response they had on Saturday is more than I think anyone could have expected came out with intensity and execution that had not been there on both ends of the floor during for a long, long time. Like I can't remember the last time they defended this hard this season. It was one of the best defensive performances of the season. Maybe that UNC game. Uh, it hasn't been often that IU has defended on this level. As someone said, if they play defense like that, they will be in every game. I couldn't agree more. And that was how this team was competitive last season was they defended like they defended with a sense of urgency. That sense of urgency has not been there this season it got there on on uh on Saturday probably because there was a sense of urgency now. This team had its back against the wall. You fall uh you lose another Big 10 game and things I mean 
they were already spiraling, but they were going to get worse and worse. So the way they came out and competed defensively, not just with the intensity they had, but the execution. There was no overhelping one pass away. There was no uh, open shooters if they were. I shouldn't say there were no open shooters. Far, far fewer open three-point attempts. They were closing out hard when guys were left open, making the right rotations. I know that Wisconsin was without Tyler Wall. Look, the good thing about having guys injured as Indiana does is that there's no injury excuse. Like, point blank period, we are not hearing that the rest of the season because nobody's going to be as injured as IU is. So I really, to be quite frank, I really don't care who was out for Wisconsin. The fact that Indiana came out, defended the way they did. I think my favorite part of the whole night was just how much Trace Jackson Davis owned um, Stephen Crow. He just, Crow was coming in playing really well. There's been the label. We kind of mention it. It's a, it's a vocal minority, but the label of Trace being soft what well i think that label's unfair he hasn't played well at times against big guys like that kofi coburn kind of ate his lunch a number of times he if you want to talk about eating lunches crowl ate <laughs> like he got eaten alive basically trace was unbelievable he looked as healthy as he has um with his back maybe all season he had uh, he played 33 minutes, was 9 of 13 from the field, 18 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 blocks. He was a man possessed. He put that game away down the stretch with a series of huge emphatic dunks that really felt like IU sending a message. I, I could be reading too much into it, but that really felt like Indiana, like Trace Jackson Davis, kind of letting everyone know that we're back. We're, we're kind of on track again and we're not going anywhere. And, and that's what it felt like he was playing with kind of the intensity he was playing with on Saturday, especially on the defensive end. He's done everything even throughout this losing streak. He has been there. He has done everything, but he even kind of took it up another level on Saturday if you want to talk about taking it up another level, Jordan Geronimo, hats off to you. He has taken a lot of criticism. He was, I mean, to be quite blunt, he was really bad in that Iowa game. He was not good in the Northwestern game. He was better in the Penn State game. He was great on Saturday. A double-double in his own right. 12 points, 11 rebounds. Almost half of those coming on the offensive end. Five of those 11 rebounds were offensive rebounds. The way he played on Saturday is the way IU is going to need him to play with intensity, with that energy that he played with so much last season while also playing smart. That's been kind of the, the issue is that he'll play with that intensity, but he'll get caught out doing, trying to do too much, whether it's fouling a guy, whether it's, um, offensively maybe doing a little bit too much and draw in committing a charge or, or whatever it is. He just hasn't found that, that middle ground between playing energetically and being productive. And he absolutely was in the groove in that regard on Saturday. 
And then Jalen Huchifino, if you want to talk about being in the groove, that second half, everything he put up was going in. 16 points, 8 of 15 shooting, 5 rebounds, 4 assists. If he can, if IU is going to run that pick and roll and their teams are going to sell out against Trace Jackson Davis, they watched what Xavier Johnson and Trace did last season. They're probably going to play a lot of drop coverage. I haven't watched the game back to see if that's specifically what they did, but I would imagine teams are going to play drop coverage so that Trace doesn't get a free roll to the rim. And if that's the case, then Jalen's going to have that mid-range jumper down, or he's going to have it available to him every single game. And if he can knock down that mid-range jumper like he did on Saturday, then that's going to open up a lot of things for Indiana. But he's going to have that because IU or opponents are going to give IU that mid-range jumper over a trace dunk. So he took advantage of that in the second half. He lived at that kind of elbow mid-range area. Scored a bunch of points. He's, every time Wisconsin seemed to go on a run, he was there to stop it. So huge from him to also kind of respond. He only had two turnovers. You're absolutely going to take that with him. Eight turnovers in total for Indiana. Huge for them. A big win. Indiana needed a win, but as important, they needed a performance. And they needed to play a certain way to get that win. They needed to lock up defensively and show signs of progress. Even in my kind of best case scenario, wildest expectations, I don't know that I could have predicted Indiana winning the way they did on Saturday. And that's a good thing because immediately you feel like things are kind of back on track. They're going to have some tests. It's not just immediately. All right, we're good again. They're going to have to, sustain this for any level before you know you can really buy back in that they're going to be all right they're gonna have to go to illinois this week they're gonna have michigan state even if it is at home next weekend those are tough tests in their own regards but you feel a lot better watching indiana basketball after how they played on saturday which is i mean considering where we were wednesday night thursday after that penn state game it's wild how quickly things can change uh, from game to game, but feel a lot better about that one heading into this week. The women's basketball team, there has been no doubt about them, and they left no doubt on Sunday. after we Recording after the game, they win by almost 40 against Wisconsin. Let's wrap it up by talking about them. First, though, Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Uh, get the latest odds and trends for everything you guys are going to want, going to, want to bet on, from the NFL playoffs to college basketball to the NBA to soccer. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. I'm gonna be honest; I hedged on my happiness a little bit. I took Wisconsin plus five on Saturday, either. Wisconsin was going to win or keep it close and I was going to make money or the Hoosiers were going to win and I was going to feel really good. I will happily pay $5 for Indiana to win the way it did on Saturday. So if you guys want to hedge on your happiness or maybe you think the Hoosiers are back and this is a, a new and improved Indiana team, head on over to bet online to take care of all of that. The fastest and easiest way to get all your betting info Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. 
women's basketball against Wisconsin. This was not nearly as good of a women's Wisconsin team as the men's team was. They came in 6-11, and 11, though they did beat Michigan State. Transitive property, Michigan State beat Indiana. So maybe this was going to be a tough game. It was not, ultimately. It was uh, a little close early on. But Indiana, as they kind of typically do, absolutely buried them in the second quarter. 23-8, to Indiana won that second frame. And it was McKenzie Holmes and Yarden Garzon who did everything on the night. McKenzie had 29 points in 26 minutes. I do not believe she did not play in the fourth quarter. So her seat, her career high was 32. She absolutely could have blown by that, but opted not to and sit in the fourth quarter instead. 11 of 15 from the field, eight rebounds and assist plus 17. She was phenomenal as she always is. There was absolutely no answer for her from Wisconsin Garzon. There was no answer for her as well. She was, uh, bombing away at the start of this one, 10 points, two of two from three, four or five from the field in the first half. She had seven points in the first quarter. She finishes with 19 points, seven of nine shooting, eight rebounds, seven assists as well. She's going to have a triple double. She's going to have a lot of triple doubles by the time she leaves Indiana. Uh, she is again, she's a freshman doing this night in and night out on a top 10 top five Indiana team still, I think somehow unheralded how good she is, how good she's been this season. Hats off to her for another big game. IU is not shooting the ball particularly well, at least from three, they were eight of 20 on Sunday. But if you take out Garzon being four or five, they were four of 15. So it's been something they've struggled with in the past few games. It hasn't cost them because they're so damn good inside the arc. They had 50 points in the paint on Sunday to just 30 for Wisconsin. They had 31 points off 21 turnovers, suffocating defense as always. Uh, The fact that Indiana is doing this repeatedly, that Northwestern game, they didn't play particularly well offensively. Neither team was good offensively against Maryland. That was two. I mean, that's a top five showdown with two really good defenses. So you can kind of write that one off, but in the other games, Indiana hasn't been great shooting the ball, but when you can score 50 points in the paint, 31 points off turnovers, you know, 15 second chance points, 21 fast break points, like they do literally everything else. Great. So I'm kind of looking at the one thing they haven't done well, you know, not, not great for me, but, uh, Indiana also had Grace Berger with 11 points, Sydney Parrish with 10, Chloe Moore, McNeil, five points, six rebounds, four assists, two steals. Uh, she does it all. She was a plus 30 in this one. Sarah Scalia was a plus 27, still really struggling to shoot the ball. You, you hope that she's able to break out of this slump. The big thing from this one, it was basically $1 ticket day at assembly hall. So the second largest crowd ever for a women's game in assembly hall, 10,422 fans. It's the largest regular season crowd. Second largest crowd ever though. Awesome to see that. Hopefully made a lot more fans, uh, 
with this performance, with this win. The Hoosiers will be back in action later this week against Illinois as well. That's a top 25 Illinois team that very nearly upset Indiana at home earlier this season. They will have Indiana's full attention when they go to Champaign this week. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. Thank you guys to who joined us on the live stream. Most people we've had in a live stream uh, before. I want to try to keep growing these, so big shout-out to all you guys. If you guys want to comment, uh, ask questions, things like that, we'll answer them during the show. But appreciate all you guys who showed up for this one. We'll be back with you throughout the week. Uh, to preview the men's and women's games. We'll be back tomorrow, talk more about that win the men's team had, maybe a little bit more about Taven Jackson committing to Indiana. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, hear from big-name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape. Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube, wherever you guys get podcasts at follow us on Twitter. If you have not already subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review all of that great stuff. Most importantly though, guys, everybody have a great start to your week. And as always, Elio. <laughs>